Hi, friends. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Where Are We Growing? Plant podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is a very exciting episode. I'm very excited. I'm sure you're more excited because you're like, you're gearing up for all of our special guests. Oh, yeah. It's been a, it's been a process. Yes. Well, tell (laughs) tell everybody who we have with us today and what we're going to learn about. So today we have Sonia from Partly Sunny Projects on the podcast, and I am ecstatic. (laughs) Um, You actually, Sonia is the one who got you into getting on TikTok, right? Yeah. She was uh, one of the people whose videos like were like, oh my God, I... I vibe with this. I should be posting stuff. (laughs) Well, welcome, Sonia. Thank you for being with us. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. I didn't know I had any sort of inspiration for you being on TikTok. (laughs) I'm glad. I love your content. Yeah, Brandon's like, I can do that. I'm doing that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just, I feel like I started posting on TikTok just like, well... It was well, it was in the middle of the pandemic, so or right at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm like, maybe people want to see some plant stuff. I don't know. And here we all are. So Yeah, here we all are. Yeah. Um, Brandon's got our list of questions opened up. So do you want to start with like some we'll intro Sonia. So let's talk about Sonia first and then we'll get into some questions that people asked us over on the Instagram. Absolutely. So yeah, Sonia, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, for those who aren't familiar with you, what do they need to know? Well, they need to know that I am the um like the mom of succulents on TikTok at the moment. <laughs> or so I feel like. Uh so yeah, I um started partly sunny projects uh, about a year and a half ago out of just kind of financial and mental necessity. I quit my job. Um, I was in uh, corporate America. I was a mortgage lender for the last 16 years. And then I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I started uh, hustling plants for the most part. And it just, it got out of hand (laughs) in a nice way. And (laughs) so, um, yeah, so I have an online shop at partlysunnyprojects.com, and I specialize in cactus, succulents, and air plants. Um, may, you know, verge into some house plants uh, when the weather gets a little bit better, but that's uh, that's another ship to potentially sail on. And, uh, yeah. Well, you definitely have the magic touch for succulents and cacti, which seem to be, like, I don't know, over, like, more complicated than people, like think they are i can't i I can't keep them alive but i think it's a lack of light issue for me but (laughs) i I think i think where the challenge really lies is that they're loved to death Mm -hmm. and you really need to treat your succulents like your last slightly abusive relationship (laughs) and then and then it's fine because i find that most people just truly they just love them to death and especially everything like east of the rockies I feel like east of the Rockies and Midwest, we solve everything with water. <laughs> like, <laughs> just water it, just water it. And next thing you know, the whole thing is drowning. So it's a little bit, a little bit more hands off. And then, uh, and then you have way more success. What made you choose succulents or cacti in particular? Are there any other like plant species or families that you gravitate towards or what made you choose them? Well, um, so I moved to California back in 2010. And prior to that, I was like living in, like I said, in the Midwest, I was in Indiana. And 
I basically grew things that were good in my environment. So when I was in the Midwest, it was more English gardens. I loved hostas and peonies and all the annuals that come with living in that climate. And then when we moved to California and my first year here, like it didn't rain for seven months. <laughs> Straight. Like, you know, your first couple of weeks, you're like, wow, this is a cool. It's like not raining. By the end of the fourth month, you're like, is it the end of the world? When, <laughs> when, are, when is it going to rain? Um, and, you know, I knew succulents as kind of like some sedum, maybe some hens and chicks, but nothing really spectacular because that's all that's available in Indiana. <laughs> but you come out here and you're like, whoa, like, whoa. Um, the first plant that I got was an Ionium and I was in love. It just looked like this beautiful black rose and it just kind of kept producing offsets and I broke a piece off and it made roots. And then I got another one and you took a leaf and you made a whole new plant. And I was like, this is bananas. This is just amazing. Um, and then we moved to Southern California in 2016 and it was my, um, first, uh, $700 water bill. <laughs> um in southern california because they have to like push the water to the little city that i live in and uh, the house that we bought had grass and had like you know plants that needed a lot of water and i'm like uh can i swear yeah oh, absolutely yeah. oh yeah okay i'm like this is this is like fucking horseshit like seven hundred dollars for a water bill for grass you can't even eat it like this is ridiculous mm -hmm. so like Within a couple of months, I tore all the grass out and, um, you know, I decided that I was going to do my landscaping on a zero budget yes, and um, I love that. started trolling through like Craigslist. And I mean, I'm surprised I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> but, um, Lots of sketchy like parking lot <laughs> plant meetups. Listen, listen, I have an actual death scale. <laughs> um of what what my chances are of being murdered at any point in time during the transaction and so much so that i was at one place and i left my phone in the car because like i didn't have any pockets and my husband former marine well i guess they're never really not ever marines but um he was trying to get a hold of me and he couldn't get a hold of me i thought he was going to call in a battalion to find me because he was just convinced that I had already been chopped up into pieces and thrown into the city <laughs> because I, hadn't I didn't answer the phone and uh so now like I have to go I have to check in and I'm like okay I'm I'm like out of three I'm probably not gonna get murdered I'll be fine and then I have to like check in so we make sure that I don't die over getting some you know jade or something so <laughs> I get scared answer your question I think so yeah I know we, we always forget what we were talking about as long as it's on the topic of plants we're probably good yeah um yeah I get scared with plant meetups I've been kind of strictly doing like people that I know but you're you're pretty good at it like for me it, like it freaks me out a little bit more like I'm just like Ugh, someone I, I've never I talked ask to Sonia has anyone ever like do you, do you ever run into people who know you from TikTok? I mean, you have to. Um, every once in a while. It doesn't happen that often. But when it does, it's pretty funny because they're like, oh, and I'm like, oh. yeah, they'll be like, you're Sonia. And you're like, I am. I don't know. I, don't, I never know <laughs> what to like, say to that one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I had I had one girl. She uh, commented on the TikTok, and she's like, "Oh my god, I just saw you at Costco, and I was totally fangirling." <laughs> but my boyfriend said not to go and make a scene, so I didn't say <laughs> hi. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, you should have totally come." Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. The first it's time we got recognized in public, we were together yeah, we and were some together. girl was like looking at us from like across the plants yeah, at the screen house. Just be staring. I think after a while, because we have a, a pretty good uh a pretty extensive plant community where we are in the Twin Cities. Um, so there are people who happen to see us at the shops and it's kind of funny because now I, I can kind of like feel it out now like if i'm with a friend who's like not from like the plant world and i'm like i think this person knows who i am they keep staring at me <laughs> and eventually they do come by and they're like hey hi i know you from tiki talk and i'm like oh, hello nice to meet you i think that they're really like totally paying attention because well still down here we're we're wearing masks right so like by the time someone recognizes me i have a mask on I've got a hat on. on. <laughs> you just see my eyeballs. And I'm like, really? You know who I am? Okay. You, I mean, are you binge watching? What are you doing? <laughs> like, like you? I am incognito I'm, right I'm, I'm, I'm very horrible with faces. So even without the mask, I don't know how people are so confident. Some t- sometimes people think I'm Plant Me Ashley from, from YouTube because she's got the blonde hair with the glasses sometimes. <laughs> and they'll be like, I love your YouTube. And I'm like, I'm not on the YouTube, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> um, should we get into some questions that people sent in? You have people's like handles written out too, oh, so yeah, you can we can shout it. out who who asked the questions. <laughs> okay, go, Brandon. You're in charge. So the first question is from April underscore Rose forty two. She says, "What kind of succulent or cacti do you wish was more popular than it is?" Um, I actually happen to know um, April underscore Rose forty two. Uh, she's <laughs> my little plant peeps i love her um you know i i just think that people should get things oh there's my phone um get things that they enjoy um something that becomes like overly saturated in the market tends to lose its uniqueness i guess and i think plants speak to you like something that either you like aesthetic aesthetically or you feel like you can manage care um so it's not so much like one plant should become more popular than another i think it's more about what's your comfort level with getting a plant and then not becoming kind of like paralyzed when it doesn't do well and not loving your hobby because it's not going well because really the plant is more about an experience than the plant itself like it's just there to teach you a lesson because you're taking a plant that may be like grown in like South Africa and you're in a basement somewhere in Ohio midwinter and you're <laughs> wondering why it's not surviving. It's like, well, <laughs> so it's really about experience and about learning what it takes to make something else live that you're not going to serve like seven to 10 years if you kill it. So. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's kind of one of my favorite things when I see people buy a plant that they previously killed again, where they're like, okay, this is my second try, or this is my third try. And that makes me really happy that people like didn't do well with something or they weren't successful and they wanted to try again. Like That's my favorite thing. So 
That's why I always say I'm probably not done with the fiddle leaf figs. I've killed three, <laughs> but I never say never. Like I may welcome another one into my home, maybe when I have more light. Um, I just know that it's not realistic for me. I don't yeah, have a whole it, ton of like succulents either. I have a bunch of cacti. They're fun. Awesome. I, I think that really it is just the experience and not like it's a one and done. It should really be several, like three, four, seven, because sometimes like orchids, oh my God, <laughs> like you have to find like the G spot in your house <laughs> where that particular plant is going to have enough light, enough air and is going to be happy. Otherwise that's it. You bring it home, all the freaking flowers fall off within a day. Oh, and yeah. here's my mother. She's getting a, you know, one plant to bloom for like the ninth time in <laughs> one year. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it, you know, it's about the experience of, uh, of learning how to take care of something. Yeah. It's definitely a, like a process. And I like it because you grow with your plant and just like being able to figure stuff out. Like I truly don't think anyone has a brown thumb. I think they just aren't aware of all of the ins and outs and what they need to do. I think anyone can learn mm -hmm. and it just really takes that process of just bonding with your plants yeah there's a lot of like bad information out there just i don't know they, almost everything they're like water when the half top half inch of the soil's dry i'm like i don't think I do that yeah i'm like half i don't think i do weekly. that with anything yeah, oh my god that, that's what my, my mom i know my mom's probably listening hi mom she likes to like go to a big giant plant like pot this big and and grab a little cup of water and like give it a sip. And I'm like, mom, imagine if you were starving and someone gave you a bite of something and they were like, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you can't be doing that. Not good. Yeah. I want you to grow to your like maximum fullness on water alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little fertilizer every once in a while. Uh, what's our next question, Brandon? The next one is from Jess underscore May 164. Um, she would like you to talk about the overcomplication of succulent care by most people. Sonia has some mm. great tips on easy care. What are your best easy tips? Um, yeah, like I said earlier, you need to treat it like your last slightly abusive relationship. And then you're going to be fine. Um, all kidding aside, it really... Um, one of my things that I say often is success starts at the roots. It really does. If you don't have the right soil combination for your particular climate, just throw it in the trash because that's where it's going to wind up in a couple of weeks. And what is that soil combination ever, you know, what, all these little different groups, they all kind of like, Oh, what's your recipe? And everybody gives their recipe, but it's like, but where do you live? Where's the plant? Is it inside? Is it outside? What kind of plant is it? You know, um, all these things kind of come into play. And again, that kind of goes back to like learning about a plant and not giving up on it the first time. So soil, light needs, airflow, all those things are going to be important to your plant. Like, you know, if you ask me what's a really great plant that I can put in my bathroom that doesn't have a light, um, the blood vessel right about here, right <laughs> over my right temple just starts to throb a little bit because I'm like, okay, did, are we, I mean, I know like arts are no longer being taught in school, but really like biology, like you need light. <laughs> yeah. Like there aren't your plants there, to yeah, grow. There are not it's, happy plants that are in little photosynthesis yeah. every once in a while. And just because something will tolerate it doesn't mean it's going to mm -hmm. 
thrive. So really research. I mean, Google is free. Mm, I love when you say that on TikTok. (laughs) Google's free. It's so free. It's so free. And depending on the plant that you want, shockingly enough, there is a society for just about every kind of plant hobbyist out there. Mm -hmm. Orchid societies, fig societies. I mean, you name it. Go to experts and go talk to those people. I'm here to tell you that old crotchety men and women that like are the head of these societies, which I know will not hear this broadcast. You never um, know. (laughs) um, But they have tribal knowledge and there is some, something to be said about tribal knowledge of people that have had their hands in dirt longer than we've been alive. Mm -hmm. Um, They have experience that we can glean from them by just taking the opportunity to talk to them. So go to your local garden clubs. Those are the people that have been, they got nothing else to do, man. (laughs) (laughs) Time to put together a club. I mean, right. I mean, they're not worried about their kids or their dogs. They want to have a club go to those things meet those people because they will talk your freaking ears off (laughs) um, of things you may or may not even want to know but they can really help you i mean they could really really help you so what was the question (laughs) we were talking about simple care Well, make sure you have a window for one and then you need a window then you need to find your succulent and cacti club Talk to the people. I have to be really careful. Um, I mean, you were in the Midwest, Sonia, so you know how chilly it's getting, how chilly it gets up here. But I recently moved into a really old house, and I can't have anything sitting on the window sills because, oh my goodness, it is like so drafty and so cold by the window, um, especially when it drops. Like, what was it? Like twenty below the other day? It was twenty below today. Oh, okay. normal temperature, not yeah. not the, not the low, just the temperature. So- I have to tell you, I don't even go outside if the temperature is below my age. So I, I can't. Like this year, I turned fifty-one. I'm like, yes, another degree more. That you know, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. But um, hold on, I had a thought. I mean, it's coming to me. Oh, so uh, this is the other thing, especially about succulents and stuff. Um, especially because we're headed into February, and what happens in February? Oh. Everybody gets cut flowers and nobody has kittens that somebody spent like 30, 50, $90 on cut plants that will survive seven to 10 business days. And then they throw them away. But somehow if you get a succulent that was $4.99 and it lives for two months and then dies on the third month, it's like the end of the world. (laughs) And I think we need to normalize that plants die, that you can have something temporarily and enjoy it for a short amount of time. Absolutely. You know, when it gets long and leggy and just looks like a miserable mess, throw that shit away. (laughs) Go take $5 and go buy yourself another one. I know a great website. It's partly (laughs) cineprojects.com. And I know that, like, especially... Those uh, succulents that we see in the grocery stores, you know, the ones filled with mealybugs and stuff, um, a lot of those plants are not set up for success. So, of course, they're not going to die. But, y'all, go get your plants from Sonia. Sonia's like, she's growing the good stuff. I will tell you, though, 
those plants actually are set up for success, but only at the greenhouses that they're grown in. Mm -hmm. Because the greenhouses that they're grown in can handle the peat moss. They can handle the temperatures. And it's like, you just can't keep it in that container once you get it home. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you're not doing a little bit of Google searching, Mm -hmm. if you keep it in that same container, that's, it's just, you know, lithops, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. They grow in (laughs) They grow in peat moss at the growers because that works in Southern California with our temperature and how they water. You take that bad boy home and you don't put it in 90% grit mix. <laughs> She's a goner. Yeah, I don't know how mine are alive. They're all, I have my little lithopolis. They're all together in one long <laughs> pot. <laughs> yes. You've, you've done very well with them. I have never been able to keep one alive for I just I just don't water them. I do what people tell me to do. I leave them alone. I don't touch don't them. leave them alone. I do not touch them. They're like, everyone's like, oh my God, what do you have them growing in? Because um, it's like, every time I have something topped with something else, like I have a lot, like a lot of stuff like topped with sphagnum moss or topped with a lot of perlite. And that's what it has in it. Like just a bunch of perlite. Everyone's like, oh my God, are they just growing in perlite? No. <laughs> it's for the aesthetic. Okay. I mean, a bunch of like little butts sticking out of the soil didn't look so cute. So I try to add some little rocks and make it look like a little landscape. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not a very good, um, even my plants inside don't look very organized. I don't know how to make it look cute, but I can keep them alive. And that's what matters. Which is actually more important. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's, there's soil all over the floor and things are alive. So you can't expect me to keep it clean and thriving. (laughs) Yeah. We are about the least aesthetic people I know when it comes to plants. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just excited for the new leaf. Thank God. I'm just like blessed to not have the pests. So... (laughs) Uh, like having if i'm stepping on soil all over the place that's why i wear shoes inside so <laughs> problem solved that's why i have my indoor it's like, slides it's like, it's like pixie dust for gardeners basically you know basically it's going to be all over the place even when i spill leka pots all over that's not fun because then they go it's like cocoa puffs all over the place <laughs> and then my cat starts playing with them she finds a little leka ball all over the place and i hear her down the hall <laughs> i can't all right, Brandon, what's our next one? So we've got another one from April Rose 42. Mm-hmm. She says, Sonia, what's your favorite bit of plant-related knowledge? Oh, my favorite little bit of plant-related knowledge is that during World War II, <laughs> they ran out of bandages and they dug up sphagnum moss. Did you know this? No. They dug up sphagnum moss <laughs> to the tune of like a million pounds a month, which is a lot of freaking bandages because sphagnum moss is, um, it's like inert. It doesn't have, it doesn't carry antibacteria and it will soak up two and a half times ugh, the blood volume that regular cotton bandages will. And so because they ran out of cotton bandages, they were using sphagnum moss in their field dressings. Oh um, gosh. that's a fun fact. I, <laughs> well, good to know in case I ever have a limb chopped off. <laughs> a very bloody fact. I was thinking about uh, your injury again, Brandon. Um, we were in Chicago together recently, Sonia, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Brandon was like reaching for another plant, and there's a big cactus, and then it got him good, and yeah. he literally has a scar from it on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt's so tight. So I'm wondering, like, Sonia, you must have a lot Can of battle scars. Scar? Look at that. <laughs> I feel like you must have a lot of battle scars from working um, with the prickly prickles. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few, and so much so that you know, some plants um, I planted 
without realizing how much they love it in my yard and like oh shit like if i don't get rid of this right now um this is going to be like i'm going to have to wear a hazmat suit in order to take (laughs) that so yeah i've had some i've had some battles but uh in my former life i was also a dance instructor so i'm good on the balance right i mean i think think you want to work on your balance um, you pair ballet with um, spines big enough to pierce through your like bones, and somehow there's like a happy medium somewhere in there where you <laughs> become light on your feet for fear of being impaled. So yeah, I remember I don't know if you made a TikTok about it or if you were talking about it on live or something, but um, you were talking about the like I don't know if it's the bunny ear cactus, but just the oh, one that yeah. makes all the prickles, and then someone. Um, had them in the greenhouse and they were all over the place and then they ended up in people's lungs icky yeah very very icky and it's it's surprising how plants that can be actually very dangerous are just shooting you know sitting on your shelf over there at the you know walls <laughs> of the home depot uh just for ever up for grabs for anyone and no warning yeah, label so at all <laughs> nothing do not nail like yeah here's your pencil cactus uh uh, early on on tiktok i had made a video about um the euphorbia the sticks of fire and um you know the the latex sap in those euphorbias is very much and you can get an allergic reaction if you have latex allergies right so if you get that stuff in your eyes it really can cause blindness when i tell you the amount of comments from people that lived in California about, oh yeah, those were growing all over our elementary school and we would like break them off and like be- chase each other and beat each other. And I'm just, <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God. <laughs> oh my God. We need to start teaching people that nature wants to kill you. <laughs> and you should not be, you know, helping it along. <laughs> oh my God. When plants fight back. <laughs> right. We just got poison ivy up here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Which I am immune to. You Do are? We talk- I thought we did, talked about that. How do you find that? Oh, yeah, I think you did mention Yeah, that. my dad's immune, and I just happened to walk through it one day and didn't realize what it was. And then I, I didn't I've get never anything. been uh, face-to-face, so I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, because we were comparing that and stinging nettle. I think it's in one of the episodes that are coming up in the next week or two. We compared it to what? The stinging nettle. That's in my backyard. Oh, oh that's my childhood... That's my childhood nemesis. I cannot do stinging nettle. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, it's just sick. Fourth grade is when I first walked through that one. I had to get rid of my big bunny ear cactus when I realized like all of the prickles and whatever it would shed all over the place. Um, I was really proud of that cactus though, because it was giving me a bunch of new paddles. Like it was getting pretty big, but to the point where then it started leaning and it was, yeah, that's called invasive. (laughs) (laughs) I was using a fork at one point to prop it up like a little fork in the pot. And then when I started getting them all over in my hands, I was like, Oh my God, I cannot touch this thing. Um, I didn't even want to use my cactus gloves because I knew that I could like take the cactus gloves off and like still get them on myself if I'm like not careful. Um, and it would get all over like the shelf, all over the plants that were next to it. And I just had to toss yeah. it. Cause I'm like, I can't handle this. It's, I, I can't have a plant that scares me. That's not <laughs> what plants are here to do. I just pulled one out of my garden and there's literally like a death zone of about four feet where I'm afraid to touch the soil. I, I don't know how long those spines are, are they going to break down? So like, it's like a death match in there for me. (laughs) Not touching it. (laughs) Um, Brandon, next up, I see the next 
question, and I'm excited to hear about this. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever, I mean, we're in Minnesota, so I don't know if it's realistic, but. Okay, so we got an AJ Hurley who's asking, how do you get a cactus to bloom? Oh, um, it needs to be warm. <laughs> <laughs> so go be somewhere warm. <laughs> go be somewhere warm. Mm, yeah. Mm, blooming. Temperatures. <laughs> and if you guys um, see them in the greenhouses and they're blooming, they probably came from a greenhouse that was very warm and like had great conditions. So. Or that bloom has been glued on. Oh, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> they're... they're there is that. There is that. No, I mean, it's really, uh, for some plants, it's a maturity uh, thing. And most of the other time, it really is the temperature, the temperature and the and the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Perfect conditions. Um, I actually recently learned that air plants only bloom once in their lifetime. Um, no. That's they, not true. That is not true. Dang, that people is are spreading true. misinformation. <laughs> shocking on the internet oh well that's good to know because it made me really sad i'm like once that's not no, very some fun of the air, some of the air plants that i have in my shop are like 15 plus years old mm-hmm. so um they have definitely bloomed uh in that time period so that is that is a tiny bit of misinformation Good to know. Straight from the source, you guys. You heard it here first. (laughs) Speaking of old plants, I know that your mom is very into plants as well. And I remember your videos of when you visited her within the last year. I don't know specifically when it was, but she had a really beautiful garden outside. Do you have any heirloom plants that you currently possess uh, from your mother? Um, I actually don't have any plants from my mother, but I have one from my father. Um, I have like, um, I think it's a philodendron or something. And I got it in, oh, let me think about it. I probably got it in 2001, but he had it since 1980. And um, my father passed away. So it's really the only living thing I have from my dad. I stuck it in the ground and that thing, the leaves are like two feet wide now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just loves it. And uh, it's traveled. It's moved with me like three or four times. And now that we're in, in SoCal, I stuck it in the ground and it's just a happy camper. So that's the only plant that I have. My mother has lots of plants that I adore. Uh, but they they're not going to handle you know this 117 degree heat <laughs> that's uh, is here because I used to have quite the collection of hostas I adore mm, oh, French we, kiss we are in hosta central here in I Minnesota. can't maybe it's just because I see I've them all over five the varieties place. I can't yard. stand them they I mean uh, there are a lot of beautiful ones we did go to where did we go the arboretum arboretum around here yeah. and they had like a whole section of just like i couldn't believe how many varieties there were so they can be really beautiful i feel like a lot of people have just the very basic boring ones in their yard but. uh yeah the basic green that whatever uh, once you get into like <laughs> the blue colors and the ruffled leaves and the beautiful variegated yes. ones i i really like the texture that they provide I, I think one of my pet peeves is when people are like um you know i really want some plants i want some cuttings and some succulents but i don't want you know i want color I don't want green. And I'm like, green <laughs> is definitely a color in your Crayola box. Mm-hmm. And you could make a beautiful landscape with just shades of green. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Yeah. I think so too. I like I like green. Like who doesn't like green? <laughs> they I, I just love what plants add to people's homes. Like every time I see something like empty and bare, I'm like, oh, it could use a couple plants. <laughs> 
it makes everything better even i mean you see them in offices and like in the backs of like movie scenes and stuff like plants are there for decor because they really make everything look better i agree okay what's yeah i one? you know i watched uh jurassic park and apparently there were dinosaurs in there i tropical paradise i should rewatch that and look at the plants <laughs> that's a good idea um our next question i don't know how to say oh pete winterburn i get scared of saying people's names but that sounds like <laughs> that that's what it that would seems be. pretty it's pretty straightforward, straightforward. <laughs> they said if you were only allowed one succulent for the rest of your life what would it be crassel buddha temple <laughs> there you go you guys <laughs> Can you describe I to just, our uh, listeners what that one like kind of looks like, what the colors are, how it grows? It's just a green, green little crassula, and it stacks up like a little pagoda. And they're just densely packed. They're slow growing. Um, I am having a plantgasm because mine is going to bloom. Ooh. And they have little white flowers on top. So if you look up crassula buddha temple i we love just pulled love it up that. and I'm i love obsessed. it i love the texture that <laughs> it gives it's cute. very like compact like stacked on top of very each other compact, looking it's very like um symmetrical very much like nature and geometry having a baby mm-hmm. like right there and i just love it is this something you normally stock because we will be posting this in about three weeks so if you mm-hmm. think you'll have some in stock we can definitely send i actually have some in stock right now and i've got a guy that if i need to elbow him for a few more I'm sure <laughs> go get it y'all go i can I, I can make that happen so <laughs> yeah i need to up my succulent game i actually i think i'm just keeping one out of i don't know just because i want to see how long i can take care of it it's actually one of my oldest plants like if i look back on like pictures i took at greenhouses or whatever like back in like 2018 or something i picked up this so just very basic looking one i don't even know what it's called but it's like i don't know everyone has this green succulent that like it's more pointy in growth and then when you sun stress it it turns red whatever um and it's in a little hanging basket and it's in my grow tent actually because that's the highest like amount of light that i can give it so she's hanging in there and she's hanging on (laughs) and she's growing a lot but she's starting to like she's not leggy at all she's beautiful but she's starting to like get tall and like now she's like hanging out of the pot almost like she's not hanging down but she's like leaning out doing her thing She's doing her thing, so I'm I'm very proud to have that guy and my lithibs and my cacti. I have some pretty old cacti too, but um, they didn't all make it in the move with me. Wow, 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 wow! You've got a bunch <laughs> around here, Brandon. Cacti? No, like little succulents and stuff. I have a few. They're the only cat. They're the only cat non-chewing plants I own, so they're all in the bay the bay window because mm-hmm. my roommate's cats won't. Well, cat specifically, one of them. Cece, as you all know, could care less about plants, as you've seen her all over my social media. But Clifford is a chewer, but he doesn't like the thick texture of succulents or succulent-related. My cat's been chewing on my cacti. She, I actively have to keep my cat alive, I feel like. Well, she's a freak, so, yeah, you know. she's a weirdo. I got that, did you see that on my story, Brain? I got the video of her. It's a very spiky little cactus, like almost like a barrel-looking cactus, but not exactly a barrel cactus. Um, and she was trying to put her mouth on it. Like, <laughs> you are something else. I can't handle it. 
okay, Brandon, I can't be, be doing all the okay, segues. So what are we doing now? We've talked a lot about cactus and succulents. Mm-hmm. So let's segue into your business, Partly Sunny Projects. Um, I am a big fan of how you share your business knowledge and how you share your business tips and like what you do and what motivates you and all of that. So I can't wait to kind of dive into all of this. Um, but let's kind of dive into like how you started it and what was the beginning stages like and kind of what was your business growth and what, what was, what was your experience with all of that? So, um, if I think way back, um, so basically I was just desperate and, what I did is I just joined a lot of like groups and I was kind of doing my homework and seeing what were the challenges that people had and what were kind of the, the takeaways from all that, what things made them happy and what things didn't make them happy. And listen, I did 16 years in sales. So, um, number one, people buy from people that they like and I am lovable. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and I have a tiny neck and I can make people laugh Hence, all the laughter. Mm-hmm. Cue the laughter. Um, we have a laughter button, Brandon. Okay. Is yes. it, is it this one? I don't know what button it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's this one. There you go. Now I feel like I'm on an episode of Matt. I love it. We need to get some fun sound effects in here. I want there some funny go. like there TikTok noises. <laughs> So um, I was seeing kind of like where I could fit in and kind of what would my niche be and where I needed to start. Now, I am a woman of a certain age. So tech savvy was not on my plate. Uh, The thought of having a website like SEO, who the hell is that bitch? I don't even know who she is. (laughs) But so I started by doing like personal plant shopping. And that to me was just kind of like an idea that came up that I would showcase plants and then people would buy them almost live. And I did it on WhatsApp. I had a group of people that would join in and it was just like a giant game of memory. I would send out photos of the plants that I saw. And if you wanted one, you would text me back that photo. And that's what I would pick up for you. Uh, It was the bane of my existence for the most part. because. Uh, my memory got really good, but I hated doing invoicing and I still hate doing invoicing, but you know, it got the job done and probably within the first like three or four weeks, I went from having like 10 people on to having like 30 to having 50 to having like 80. And I was like a capacity. I was like losing my fucking mind. (laughs) And somewhere along the way, um, something happened and we slipped into a pandemic and a lot of people were staying home and, you know, and I, when the pandemic started, I'm like, who the hell is going to want to buy plants? And the answer to that is every, a lot of people want to buy a plant. (laughs) And because I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing, um, I'm like, well, maybe I can offer some things on a website because my cuttings had somehow ran like wildflower, wild fire. There's the word. We also like wildflowers. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, um, and I started to get a lot of orders and by a lot of orders, I mean, a lot of orders, uh, June of 2020, um, we had processed 1200 orders and by we, I mean me and my multiple personalities, because (laughs) it was just 
me, um, my husband actually wound up taking a small sabbatical from work to help me because I was going to lose my mind. Um, and then that turned into the bane of my existence because all I was doing was these cuttings and I'm like, I, I need a break. I can't, if I cut one more plants, it's going to be me next. So <laughs> let's see if we can get a catalog of other plants out there because I don't want to do just this. And so I started introducing other plants and things and um, I started doing these videos on TikTok and like for whatever reason, I'm getting like tens of thousands of followers. It's like bonkers, right? And I don't have a filter. I kind of never had. And I heard, I can't remember the dude's name and he's like, you know, you could decide to polarize your audience. And by that he meant is, you know, people may not like how you come across, but if it's you and it's your authentic self, you will find people that will like you for who you are. And the people that don't like you, they would have found another reason why they don't like you. So one of my favorite words is fuck. Because it's so... I mean, you could use it as adjective, noun, pronoun, you know, preposition. You could use it in all parts of speech. And some people are completely turned off by that. And the thing of it is, is that those are then not my people. Because my people that do understand me, they're okay. And they live in kind of the same reality <laughs> that I live in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I told my husband I was going to write a book. And, um, a, you know gardening book with swearing in it and he's like um you're really gonna turn people off i'm like babe there was literally a lullaby book called <laughs> go the fuck to sleep it sold a million copies yeah my people are out there i just need to find them and so here we are uh it uh, in december uh my husband quit his job <laughs> Oh my god he quit his job because he was getting burned out and he was the best person that's helped me thus far because if we're going to sink, we're going to sink in the same boat. So um, he and I are now working together. So I feel like I really have an amazing partner that's, he brings to the table the things that I don't have. <laughs> He's an aerospace engineer, a quality assurance <laughs> professional. <laughs> amazing. I might stab him with a cactus. You never know. But <laughs> he brings the organization and those things that I'm like, oh, dude, I just don't have the energy for that. I'm just trying. I do the education, the talking, and the sales, but he's good at all that stuff, the workflow charts, all that stuff. So I'm kind of looking forward to where the business is going to go next. And uh, I'm kind of excited because I have a couple of people that I work with. Um, I'm hoping that they also have success because I do feel like there's room for everybody in this. And if we can collaborate and share ideas, it just kind of helps all of us be better. So that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I love that. Was he also in kind of like the corporate world or like had a not so fun job that like you had as well? Um, um, no. So he was like 20 years in the military and then he got out, um, got his degree at Purdue. Um, and then he worked for these like, huge uh firms that did satellite stuff and he did auditing for that and the, his most recent job was for this company that was a third party auditing for like the aerospace stuff I, he just worked all the time yeah. and um they just kind of like worked him to death a little bit and he's <laughs> like 
uh, dude, like, where's my life going? And I'm like, well, you want to come work with plants? <laughs> I and love it, like, though. I'm very excited to like, see what happens. Yeah, like I, I know, me too. <laughs> and, he's not hard, and he's easy on the eyes. So it's <laughs> lovely. Yeah, we're still trying world. to get Brandon out of his full-time job and into plants full-time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so you know hard. What? It's difficult, but it is definitely, I feel like anything is really doable. So mm. we'll get there. <laughs> yeah i have a boring accounting job so we're trying our best we we need to pay the bills all bills okay brandon it says quick break what does that mean we're not quite there yet you've skipped okay. ahead of a few a few we quick break. do we have like a, do we have like a fake sponsor or something yes we do, we do. <laughs> we're gonna throw it in later <laughs> Okay, so the next uh, point of business. <laughs> well, this this episode, Surprise Sonia, is sponsored by Partly Sunny Projects. I'm going to need you to record a little commercial that we can get into the break. So just so you know, you will have to do that. <laughs> it's free advertising. We're not even making you pay. <laughs> okay, so this was a question that I had. I said, having switched from a person... Being a pl- person who loves plants to being a person who runs pretty much a plant nursery, what have you learned and what are things that you were just not aware of as a hobbyist is now a full-blown professional? Um, just the amount of time that it takes for stock to grow. So uh, a lot of the plants that I get, I, I curate my collection. I am blessed that I live in Southern California where you pretty much can't swing a dead fiddle fig without finding another nursery that you could pick one up from. And so I'm able to curate this amazing collection because not everybody grows everything that everybody else does. So um, I did have a company reach out to me that wanted to buy my company and i'm like i don't freaking think so oh my and gosh like, wow yeah, and she's like um so like do you see that there's like a crossover with the, the product that you buy and i'm like bitch i go to like 40 different places <laughs> to find the plants that i have because you know so it's the amount of time like your average little uh c- cactus right that's like in a three and a half inch pot so what is that like two inches tall that's like two to three years of growth so there's not this like really fast turnaround. My favorites are like reading people's posts that are like, oh my God, I got some leaves from the nursery and I need to grow succulents for my bridal shower this coming June. And I'm like, <laughs> Good luck. Okay. Yep. This, okay. My mom went to a wedding where they grew all their own succulents and they like had them in the arrangements. They had them as like gifts and it was like a three year process to like, get enough succulents to grow that you grew for your guests at your wedding, which is really cool, but like Are they gonna, too much they're work. Gonna, they're going to take them home and kill it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I, I would think about. That really could have just been like three bucks. Think about the water and the time. It's kind of like, you know, with artists, you know, when people uh, showcase their artwork and then somebody comes up and they're like, oh, I can make that. It's like, yeah, for like $150 okay. worth of supplies. Then go make can. it then. Go try. <laughs> yeah, go I it. dare you to try. <laughs> so it's really just like a time investment and and then there's like you know products and obviously 2020 was like a crazy year to be in a business where there was such a huge amount of volume and then there's still like some supply chain issues uh one of my growers ran out of pots and you're like oh my god (laughs) so there's um it's not surprising that uh plant people are um have hoarder tendencies (laughs) and um, this i understand 
I guess. So yeah, there's just the time that it takes to get something to market can be very challenging. And then, you know, I've been, uh, I dabble with a friend in some imports. Uh, That's a whole other shit show altogether. I do have one question when it comes to succulents and like Korean succulents. Like what I, I just, it's so out of my headspace. I don't really understand it. There's only one like specialty succulent shop in the Midwest that I know of. And it's in Bolingbrook, Illinois, like outside of Chicago. And I was there once and they just had just un- incredibly expensive succulents. And they were like, this is this succulent. It was imported from here. It wasn't poached from this. Like, da, 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 da. What is the kind of the the rare succulent market like? Yeah, I know nothing about it either. Oh, well, I mean, it's bananas. It can be really, really bananas. There are some... Um, it's it just kind of like in house plants, you have your it plants. Same kind of goes with cactus and succulents. And obviously there's challenges with plants that are poached and being taken out of their natural habitat. That's like a huge no-no. Um, you know, I mean, something came from somewhere anyway. The, the, the Asian market really is mostly comprised of the hybrids that they're making. They're just top-notch when it comes to making amazing looking plants and then you know you throw them into environments where labor costs are super low and you could crank out plants like they've got time energy resources and they just churn them out they just churn them out and obviously market conditions are going to dictate what prices are going to be the more scarce something is the higher the value goes you know I know Costa Farms is obviously looking to drop some <laughs> right Monstera albos, and you're hoping those prices go down, but will they yeah, really? I'm like, we've been holding our breath for what three years now. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Every yeah. time there's still because there's still so many people joining the plant community and the plant world, and they're like, oh my gosh, guys, did you hear? Costa Farms is putting out well, the Thai constellation. We, we talked like, about this in an episode that's going to come out tomorrow or next is Wednesday. It? Oh, cool. You do you not remember any of the last two episodes? Usually, I'm the one who doesn't remember. <laughs> No, my meds are gone, Brandon. Thank you. I've been (laughs) fighting with the insurance company. Usually Nicole's like, oh yeah, we recorded that podcast. Did you ever put it up? And I'm like, what podcast? (laughs) This is true. I I think that there's definitely, you know, the scarcity thing has to do with it. Where I find that there's probably like, there's expensive succulents and then there's really expensive cactus. The, the cactus world is also another step. I was yeah. recently um, at a plant auction. I mean, these plants are going for, for like $2,000, $3,000 for one plant. Yeah, for like and what size of it's plant? Scarcity. Is this thing in like a little like 12-inch pot, 2-inch mm, pot? Uh, no, I mean, so they're, so they're small. And you, if you, you have to think about why is it. And I think that's where a lot of people are potentially missing that plants are an investment, they are, they can be a huge investment if you do it right. If you get one plant that's going to produce seed from you, and if you spent $2,000 on this plant, but you're going to get 200 seeds every year from this $1,500 plant, and you sell each one of those even at 10 bucks times 500 seeds, that's a lot of math. And that's just the first year. So when people, you know, kind of balk at the price of plants, 
who's buying it? Because if it's a grower, that's an investment in future sales. And, you know, the, the auction that we were at was an unfortunate circumstance where the owner of those plants had passed away. But they made probably a couple tens of thousands of dollars for that widow by having that auction. So he didn't have a 401k. He sunk it in his plants and he got, you know, an amazing rate of return. Like you could buy, you know, one of those white rhinos. It's a little agave for $150. You grow that thing for five, six years. That's a $3,000 plant. So, And it's interesting, too, because we're obviously more centered in the aeroid world where they're fast-growing plants. Mm-hmm. So for us, People it's like... People are selling little nodes for thousands of dollars. It's, yeah. Even in just the last year and a half, plants that used to sell for $1,000 are now under 100 where I feel like in the cactus second world where they're so slow-growing, it's not like you can just buy it and flip it right away. It must be like a completely different market when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people with some very very deep pockets, very very deep pockets. Like I showed up to that auction, and I'm like, oh yeah, no. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm just here to watch. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. The last plan that bought for 150 dollars died in like two weeks. I'm like, fuck this shit. Holy <laughs> <laughs> like, shit! I can't. I can't. Right? I just can't. Um, but some of their starting bids was like $900. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I know. There's so many plain auctions I watch, and the starting bid is already out of my budget. And I'm like, what am I doing yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to comment done. Yeah. done. But, you know, those those plants are really, uh, truly, they're being bought probably for some private collectors that have, like, more money than God and have nothing else to do with it. But they're also being uh, bought by growers that are investing in future sales for their companies that could glean I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars from one plant from just just the seed. They could just sell seed, for God's sake, <laughs> and make... Yeah, I mean, I know a guy, and he sells seeds um, to the Asian market for um, agaves and aloes. He could drop $15,000, a, a buck a seed, a Thank dollar God. a seed. Yeah. Jeez, is that what's going to happen to us, Brandon, if we don't have kids or they're going to auction off our plants when we're dead? I, okay, so when we brought up air, when I brought up heirloom plants earlier, I was like, not that I plan on having kids to get plants to, but yeah, I'm like, what's gonna happen to all my plants when I die? I was actually in a live with someone one time, and I think they were like very shocked when I brought up like, do you ever think about what's gonna happen to your plants when you're dead? And they're like, well, now I I haven't, but now I am. Thanks. <laughs> well, sorry. I think if you have a really big investment in plants, somebody in your stratosphere needs to be made aware because that could either go to a charity there should be some kind of contact with like the societies that we talked about like if you're into cactus and succulents you should make a friend of hey listen i know that this collection could be worth twenty thousand dollars i don't want it to go to waste i want it to be sold and i want the proceeds to benefit such and such and there's no reason why i mean some people think may think that that's kind of like a silly thing but it's not the plants have value mm-hmm. so they should be you know used to their best abilities especially if it's a collector and they we need to play make a plant will <laughs> <laughs> plant will <laughs> plant wills. 
Oh my goodness. Put him in a trust. So whichever one of us die first. Yeah, I'm like Brit. Like I don't know which one of us is more clumsy. You're older than me, but I, will I die also eat. You. I also eat like a twelve year old. So, I mean, I do too. So <laughs> no, you don't. I like eat like Ritz crackers. I do and eat a ho-hos. vegetable once in a while. Uh, yeah, I don't eat vegetables. Can you just imagine being at a funeral and a fight breaks out over the house plants and oh my gosh i'd love to be i'd love to be a fly on the wall for that i just yeah i hope that being a spirit is real or something because i want to be over i want to be watching my funeral if there's gonna be drama like that i gotta be there to see it i can't or i will or so help me god i will wake up I will oh, I'm wake leaving up. the planet making drama. I'm for sure <laughs> leaving the planet making drama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we have one last point mm-hmm. we want to get to when it comes to Partly Sunny Projects. And this is my personal thing, and I ask this from every interview I am. And be whether honest. It's a, whether it's a job, whether it's a, a podcast. I mean, this is my first podcast interview. Second, we did one. No, we did two others. We've had guests. So this is our third podcast interview. Brand, see, Brent doesn't remember. Yeah. Third? I, I didn't even pop your cherry? Well, you're the first see, remote. Yeah, we didn't have the technology to be doing remote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question is, what is your favorite and least favorite parts of running PSP? My favorite is teaching someone something new and I definitely live in the wheelhouse of even if you know um, someone once said to me don't you get tired of answering the same question over and over and over again and the answer to that is it may be my thousandth time answering the question but for the person that's asking it's their first time asking so I want to answer them so that they kind of uh, feel acknowledged that their their questions are answered, and I will never get tired of doing that. That's that's my favorite thing to do because I know sometimes people can become very sensitive, and one wrong reply from somebody can change the course of that person's feeling about the hobby or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, Why am I tearing up? Do you see me tearing up, Brandon? (laughs) So listen, listen, I met, I met a woman at the library. I used to teach, I paint as well, crafty that way. And I was teaching a painting class and I told her, I said, you should come to the class. And she goes, oh no, oh no, I couldn't do that. And I said, well, why not? She's like, well, my fourth grade teacher told me to never pick up a pencil that I'd never be a good artist. Uh Dude, she was fucking 65. And she carried this from her fourth grade teacher. Do you know how much she missed in life? Because she heard harsh words from one person. Oh my God. I'm not on my medication. I cry at everything. (laughs) Oh, it's not crying. I can see that your eyeballs are sweating. I got it. (laughs) Okay. So I don't get tired of answering people's questions that are especially new because that to me is like you know if I can just grab them grab them because if I can make a difference that they then develop a love of something for the rest of their life and I was a catalyst whether they realize it or not like that leaves a little imprint on the world my name doesn't need to be known around the planet but what if it's known just for a few people and then they spread that love to their kids and their grandkids I've actually then left a legacy by just kindly 
answering someone. And that's, that's powerful. That's, that's amazeballs. It is amazeballs. That's amazeballs. I moved to tears. Well, I would have, I would have <laughs> no, never posted eye contact content if it wasn't for you, so... <laughs> You left your imprint on me. Um, you're <laughs> muted, Brandon. Oh, whoops. Anyway, I didn't know I was <laughs> muted. But <laughs> he mutes himself in between taking sippies of what is Take that two. wine? I don't want to yeah, like make a sip two. noise. Anyway, you left your imprint on me. I would have never posted plant content at all. I just posted like random succulent pictures on Instagram over the last mm. ten years, and then they just die. And they, <laughs> I have my but. old old cactus pictures, <laughs> my old IKEA cactus on my Instagram. She died. But yeah, so what's your least favorite part? Let's get into the nitty gritty. I hate now. doing taxes. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I mean, like, my accounting is like part of my boring job, and like seeing how much money goes to the government, I mean, it's sickening. And also, <laughs> well, I, I don't have, understand it at all why. Like, I do well, my no, job, I, I, I don't have, get it. I have bought the federal government a luxury car every year for the last couple of years. It's like, <laughs> here's my money. Go buy yourself a nice car because. That's not how much we're you right now. Holy shit. It's it's a lot. It's excessive. And and like from small businesses, like I know you can get that money from like the big guys instead. Just like tax them properly. Bezos can pay for my taxes. Oh Bezos. I mean he has a he has a penis styled, you know, rocket going into space. I think actually I had heard on Tiki Talk, like by the time I finished this sentence, Jeff Bezos would have made like at least $4,000. Oh yeah, it's like every second. Yeah, every second he's making making a lot of monies. Well, Brandon, should we get into taking our quick break? Okay, guys, (laughs) we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, You'll see some sponsored content that we're not getting paid for. I need to stop crying. We're just trying to plug. Nicole needs a break. (laughs) I probably have to pee. We we'll find out soon. But anyways, we'll be back in a second. Yeah, enjoy this enjoy this commercial. <laughs> hey guys, this is Brandon. Thanks so much for listening to Where Are We Growing. We really appreciate it. I just wanted to hop on here and ask you guys to give us a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify because it really helps us grow and we want to keep growing with you. And I totally realized we forgot to read our five-star review at the end of this podcast, so I'm just going to scooch it right into this little fake ad space. This one is from Keela. It says, I enjoy every second of your episodes. They are so fun to hear when I have plant chores to do. I look forward every week to hearing the new episode. I have learned new stuff from the podcast and can't wait to learn so much more. Well, thank you so much, Keela. We really, really appreciate it. And now I'm going to throw in some quick sponsored content from Nicole Larson. (laughs) If you're struggling with your plants and need to sit down one-on-one with someone, Nicole has a solution for you. She does plant consults where you can sign up for uh, short or long consults depending on your budget, and she can really dive into details and get to know you and your plants. If this is something you're interested in, she has a super peer, so superpeer.com backslash Nicole Larson with two N's. And I'm sure listening to this episode has cactus on your mind. So if you're interested in getting a cactus, succulent, or air plant, head over to Sonia's website, partlysunnyprojects.com. She has so many beautiful plants that she puts so much love and care into. So definitely head over there to get your beautiful new plant baby. That's partlysunnyprojects.com. And our final plug is my website, monsteraplant.co. 
head over to find Houseplants Galore. It's uh, pretty cold, so we're pushing the merch right now. (laughs) We just launched our plant parent collection, and it has some really, really cute items. We also have new Monstera Plant Co. embroidered beanies and caps. So definitely go to our website, hit the apparel tab, and shop away because it's negative 30 here. So once it warms up, we'll have more plants up there. (laughs) That's monsteraplant.co. And we're back. And we are back. Did you miss us? <laughs> that was I our first little break. Uh, yeah, I hope it was refreshing and fun. <laughs> we are back with Sonia <laughs> and also Cece, our uh, executive producer, the kitty. She just has a lot of hats. What is on her? I don't know what that is. Oh, God. <laughs> big, yeah, if you have a big fluffy cat, you find things in them a lot of the time. Do you ever find like a sticky trap on her once in a while? No, I don't use sticky traps. Oh, yeah. You're like, I don't have gnats. I use diatomaceous earth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But anyway, we are transitioning into our third and final segment of the podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about mental health and how plants affect that, the pandemic, and just kind of all that good jazz. So the first question we have for Sonia is, how do you think mental health benefits slash detriments from having plants have changed over the past few years? Um, so since I started, which has really been during the, the height of the pandemic, um, you know, with my shop, I had this like amazing idea that I would um, give people the opportunity to write me a note regarding their order. And, and that's what I thought. I, I thought that they would write me notes and say things like, oh, um, this is going to my aunt Bertie and I wanted to say happy birthday because right? That's why you would leave a note, but nope. Uh, A lot of people told me that, you know, the plants were helping them through their sad days and helping them cope with stress and anxiety. And sometimes the plants that they're getting is like the only reason why they wake up in the morning. And that just really hit me really hard. I mean, it, it really spoke to me. I mean, I already had it in mind that I wanted to give my clients like the best quality that money could buy. But those kinds of things that people were kind of like dependent on opening a box and finding some little snippet of joy, that kind of weighed heavily on my shoulders of really wanting to please those individuals that they were finding their joy in the plants, you know? And, um, you know, I, I kid earlier about, you know, just go get another one. That's where, you know, owning plants can be also detrimental is if you take, if you take it too personally, when something does go wrong, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I have like mealybugs. What do I do? I'm like, uh, go throw it in the garbage. <laughs> by the time you spend $20 on treating your $9 plants, you could have bought two of them. Mm-hmm. So, That's you know, true. That's probably a lesson we right? should learn. Yeah, we need to learn that. I, mean, I need to toss out more plants. Yeah, sometimes it's just kind of like, you know, if I keep this thing and try to recover it, not only may it not recover, but it may infect more plants, and now more of my money is down the drain when I could have just literally thrown it away. So I think it's just finding this happy medium of, Getting the serotonin that, you know, there's been plenty of studies that say, you know, playing in the dirt is good for you. Um, Getting that serotonin from the good things and then not taking it so hard when you don't succeed. 
and really looking at it as this is a lesson. This is what I've learned about this particular variety of plant that has, again, no business in my basement in Ohio <laughs> in the middle of winter um, and being happy with kind of like the progress and being able to go from, you know, I could barely keep something alive for, you know, a month to um, this is my plant and I've had it for 10 years and I've had offsets and I've been able to grow seeds and, and just learning and stuff. So um, I don't know how it was before, but definitely during the pandemic um, and that's, uh, you know, one of the little fun facts, because I did do an interview for NPR. Um, the plant business was an $8 billion business in 2020. $8 billion. That's, that's not chump change. Yeah, that's a lot so of money. A lot of people invested in plants. And hopefully, not just because they were home more, um, because obviously that's one of the reasons why it happened, but hopefully they developed a new love for plants and nurturing something that you know brings them joy i hope so too i hope that most of that eight billion dollars is still alive out there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's a lot what's our next question brandon well um <laughs> we've seen um obviously plants have really exploded but what are some trends that you've seen so far that are more of a coping mechanism rather than like a true love for plants. Cause I feel like, especially this winter, I've seen so many people who have had these massive collections of mass and they are just like burnt out. They are crashing. And like, what, what do you think the, like the root cause of that is? And maybe like what, as someone who is really spreading joy with plants, like what is your kind of insight on that? Um, well, I think that they played too many games of Pokemon because they got to collect them all. <laughs> there right? is a Pokestop right next to my house. People drive up all the time and they get collected. There you go. <laughs> They're just collecting them like Pokemon. And, um, you know, it is addictive. I think anything can become truly addictive. And, um, you know, uh, there's a great line from Game of Thrones, winter is coming. And a lot of people are, you know, they kind of forget, okay, you have this wonderful collection, but winter is coming. So unless you decide that these are going to be annual plants for you, like a lot of people in the Midwest spend thousands of dollars on annual plants and have no problem redoing it every year. It's wild. Uh, you know, <laughs> you may not want to do that with your, you know, $300 investment that you paid for a note or whatever. Um, but I think like anything there's you know too much of a good thing potentially and um there needs to be a sort of self-awareness that people need to have and sometimes those lessons are hard to learn you know uh those people that are panicking right now I, it's just a I, it's just a lesson it's just you know you went crazy and these are the consequences of your actions like you need to have a plan and it may be unfortunate because they may give up on a hobby that they just got overwhelmed with. Mm -hmm. But then again, it is a plant. Hopefully they didn't invest a lot of money. Um, but you know, live and learn. And exactly. while you heard, I'm sure you enjoyed it, right? And it was a great time. And then things happen and, and, um, life changes and you, you know, you go on to the next thing, but hopefully at least a little bit remains behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's. And I like think to... if you 
And oh. the thing is, is there's plenty of people that will take your plants mm-hmm. that are not overwhelmed. So, you know, if you find yourself in that position where you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do with all of these? Uh, put an ad up and somebody will happily take them off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go on your local happily Facebook groups. Go on Marketplace. Oh, yeah. All day long. Or put all them outside long. with a free sign if it's warm out and you can do that. Oh, yeah. They'll be gone in a heartbeat. And some, And you will whether you know it or not, give somebody else joy from mm-hmm. getting those oh, plants. Oh, yeah. People they will like, feel you'll like never believe I scored this free exactly. plant today. <laughs> they will be on top of the world. So before it gets to that place where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I'm doing, give them away, sell them, sell them for the cost that you got them for, and call it a day. And one thing I like to say is, like, $30 for a plant, like, a lot of people, that's like, oh, too much money. But you're willing to pay $50 for dinner. For a one-hour experience, at least with a thirty-dollar plant, even if you kill it, you probably get a month of experience. Get from joy it. every single day out of that thing. Oh Come sure, on. sure. Well, like I said earlier, Valentine's Day is coming. Do you know how many people are going to buy cut flowers and how expensive they are? And they're only going to last for you know, seven to ten business days. So, a plant that you buy in the store more than likely is going to last more than those cut flowers are. So, you're still getting enjoyment out of it. There's still value in that. Yes, get the plant. that's why i like to push like trading especially for the people who are getting into those uncommon aeroids and stuff like i've done so much trading brandon's getting into trading like i mean when you have an abundance of plants and you don't want to spend any more money there's people out there that want your plants and they have plants that you want you want to swap them swap cuttings like it's so fun. Bartering, it's so easy. Is a beaut- bartering is a beautiful thing. I wish we could trade more things. Like, I've, because I've traded plants for other things and stuff. Like, I traded like some plastic bins so someone could move their plants and they gave me a plant for them. Like, I've traded plants for like a bag of Lekka and stuff like that. But I wish we could get back to like trading other stuff and bartering with other things. Like, come on. What, where, what happened to that? Capitalism? <laughs> Why can't I just like go out and get things with stuff I already have? Like it's hard to get money, but I have my house full of things that I don't need. <laughs> People start trading my rocks. I have like a little crystal collection that I definitely don't need. It's bad. There's always something to spend money on. Oh, yeah. There's always something to spend money on. <laughs> um, well, up next, what do you think would be like some good tips for someone who... It's just getting into plants. They like what would set them up for success in terms of having a healthy relationship with their plant collection. Um, definitely that Google is free, mm-hmm. and they should just do a little bit of research because uh, a little bit of research about their plants will go a long, long way. Um, if they're contemplating making like a real big investment in plants. Uh, that they're looking to get something more rare. Um, Those plants are always going to be around and you just need to afford yourself a little bit of time to find out what you're really getting yourself into. Um, I happen to be on the receiving end of, you know, just kind of like watching this auction unfold and this young lady um, bid $1,200 and won and her next post was like, okay, can someone give me some tips on how to grow it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh sweet Jesus. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit of research and give yourself the, the opportunity to quote unquote fail and be okay with um, trying again. 
and uh, maybe finding that plant that does do well in your environment, in the microclimate that you have it in. And then think to yourself, again, if you've researched, what are other people doing? What are their successes? And what's your bandwidth of time that you want to invest in that? Because the last thing you want to do is get overwhelmed. So maybe start small and then keep exploring how much time energy is this going to take? And at what point am I no longer going to enjoy it? And am I going to see it as drudgery? Mm -hmm. You want to keep that on the happy side. And not so much on the, oh, this is a pain in my butt side. Yeah, it's exactly. hard to tell when it's too much until it yeah. literally is too much. Um, yeah, and find find plant friends because you're going to need somebody to water those bitches when you want to go on vacation <laughs> that you can oh, trust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, just find a, find a planty friend that kind of has the same sort of, you know, um, inklings exactly <laughs> I guess. and so because that's another stress you know people are like oh my god i don't want to go on vacation over your plants oh my god go to hawaii <laughs> oh my gosh oh, well that is all the questions and content that we had for you do you have anything that you'd like to flip the script and ask us no pressure um, <laughs> no i you know what i'm just like super excited for you guys that you're traveling down this road i think that offering people a platform to get on to meet people that are in the plant community is just a beautiful thing um and you know if people stay tuned for the entire podcast it's amazing again what they can learn from other people that they may not have been able to meet otherwise so you guys are doing really a wonderful thing by being able to broadcast to people information that they may have otherwise not had access to so kudos to you guys for i'm gonna cry <laughs> no no those are eyeballs sweating. yeah sweaty um, eyeballs i'm just very sweaty, sweaty all over yeah, Brandon's <laughs> a sweater. yeah so um so just kudos to you guys and just kind of like keep at it and surround yourself by positive people that are going to be uplifting for you and give your motivation. And, you know, if you do something and it doesn't go the way that you want it to just know that you learned how it doesn't work. And that in itself can be a success. It doesn't always have to yield amazing positive results. Sometimes learning what not to do is just as important as learning how to do something is learning how not to do it. So, so kudos. Beautiful. I, I think I need to put a spoiler in the beginning of this podcast saying, stay tuned to the last very second because yeah. you will get the most you've ever gotten out of anything from yeah. Sonia in the last second. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. that. This was a treat. As Brandon says, this was a treat. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Sonia, do you want to plug your social medias and tell people where they can find you on the interwebs? Yes, yes. They can find me. Um, shockingly enough, everything is under Partly Sunny Projects. So um, <laughs> I have a TikTok. I have both a business and a group on Facebook under Partly Sunny Projects. I have a wonderful community of people 
that are willing to help you answer any sort of questions. I'm there all the time. Um, my website is at partlysunnyprojects.com and we're doing um, air plants, succulents. Uh, we've started doing some kind of live sales as well, which is super exciting. Um, since Hubs is joining, I will be um, making a little plug where it's still a work in progress, uh, but we're calling it Plants with a Purpose because Aww. my amazing, amazing husband um, is a private pilot. And back in 2015, can't he we, Yeah, what the I, hell? <laughs> I, amazing. It's amazing. He is just a man of action. So back in 2015, we did... Um, um, a course where we just we rescue dogs and um we flew puppy dogs to their oh. forever homes and so we're going to be coming up with a collection of plants where we're going to take 100 percent of the proceeds to help us fund these flights so he is uh going back and just kind of like relearning all the piloty things and i'm working on the website portion to have the plants with a purpose um so that you know, you wind up with a plant and we're going to wind up with the funds because it takes about $1,500 or so to uh, get each one of these flights up in the air. Um, you know, we've saved senior dogs that uh, the owners have passed away. We've saved dogs where their owners were killed in combat. We've saved litters of puppies. And it's something that's kind of close to our heart. And Isaac just loves to fly. So that's that's a new thing coming to Partly Sunny Projects. Uh, along with merch and some other things uh, that we have in store for this year, because I'm super excited that he's here and helping me. So, you know, if you're looking for some great plant content and you don't mind the swearing, um, <laughs> then, um, you know, kind of like look me up. Oh, and, I love uh, that. we could be BFFs. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm excited to hear more about that. I am super excited. Do you have any other projects coming up besides that? I know yeah, you said when's you the want... book coming? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, I did start writing it and stuff and I have, um, it's really funny. I have um, my instructor that I had when I took a couple of college courses. She's actually a person that uh, buys a couple of plants and she's like, no, I'm serious. I'll help you write the book or edit. And she's, she's amazing at what she does. So, yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I have it written down, so I know that it's going to happen, but I don't have a drop-dead date yet of any kind of release, but I do want to you know, put something out there in the universe in hard print, whether it's just an Amazon Kindle download sort of thing or something in a hard copy, we'll see, but I am busily scribbling all my fun little stories and stuff that hopefully will bring some fun and some information. To my plant peeps, I out would there. buy the hell out I, of that. I book. can't wait to buy that. And I will say, we are having Becca De La Plants, who has a really successful mm -hmm. house plant book out, and we're going to grill her on oh, how yeah. she did it. Yeah. So, just stay I need tuned. all that. I will listen to that podcast and scribble down yeah. the information seriously. <laughs> we're going to be learning so much. I'm excited for Brian to come on and talk about anthurium pollination. We're going to be learning so much fun stuff. Ooh sexy time for plants i love that <laughs> i know someone was sending me pictures of their like plant um i don't know what it was maybe it was a regal shield allocation that had put out some flowers and it was just like oh my god they're sending me naughty pictures of plants plant private parts <laughs> oh my goodness okay brandon you got to tell everyone your... I got a big announcement. Yeah, Brandon <laughs> has changed his username on the socials. <laughs> 
Tell him, Brandon. <laughs> okay, so I have changed my username. Nicole was just on uh, David PV Plant Guy's podcast, mm-hmm. Planted Personalities. Yeah, I was talking and crap they were about both Brandon. Grilling me on my <laughs> username, which was a musical pun on Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. Anaconda. We get now- <laughs> it. You're gay. We get it. <laughs> But now it is Brandon Botanical on all social medias, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Yes. It's such a good one. Come on, Brandon Botanical. That's beautiful. I'm glad you did it. (laughs) BB. BB. Yeah. So make sure you guys are, I mean, if you're listening to us, you're probably following us, but whatever, you know. So go, go congratulate Brandon on his new name. Yeah. (laughs) Go roast me about it in the comments. (laughs) Um, if you guys want to follow me, you can go follow me at Nicole Larson Grows on Instagram and Tiki Talk. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I don't really do much else. Um, I think that's it. We're not going to be hearing our music coming in, so. Well, I can I can hear it in my mind. You can hear it in our brain. <laughs> We're dancing to our little outro song. Thank you, Sonia, for being with us today. Um, I can't like I thank you for making me cry and moving me to tears. This was a great podcast. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that was amazing. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Well, y'all have a great rest of your week. You're looking beautiful. Have a good rest of your day. And keep yeah. on growing. We'll see you yeah, next Wednesday. Keep growing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.